0: El
1: podcast entrevistas machín. Bienvenidos todos aquí al podcast de Chingo Bling. Welcome back to another episode of the What Did He Say podcast. It's your boy Chingo Bling. We have my lovely wife,
2: Marisol. That yeah.
1: producer Rob, that boy Rob in the building. Tupac Barbie over here. Hey,
2: now I didn't bring my. I don't have a matching bandana for this outfit, so I didn't. I Barb.
1: Pac Barb. It's good to be back, man. I missed home. We have been crisscrossing the country. Uh, shout out to everyone that went attended the fights in Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, right. uh, Combate Americas. We witnessed me and you know me and my baby sit courtside. You know we we so close we could trip the ref. Hey. You know that's how we roll. Uh, shout out to Combate Americas. Um, we had a great time. We saw some great fights. Shout out to the fighters, man. People get knocked out, bloody. They're working hard to make weight.
2: <laughs> It's so crazy. Uh, one of the things that Chingo and I were talking about while we were on court side yeah. uh, was um, the fighters prepare, right, for these fights. And just like this, they can lose. Like in seconds. Oh, it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. It could you be know, over in 11 all this, seconds. All this preparation. And then it's like, you're done. It's like, bro. oh, they
3: clipped you. Did you see that clip? That 11 second clip? Yes, I saw that mm-hmm. one. The MNRA roll. He got him in a leg lock. Yeah, he like, tw- he from I'm not too familiar with them locks because, you know, I've been out of the jiu-jitsu game for a minute. Yeah.
1: Was he like twisting his ankle? That yeah, it was, a, dude? it was a
3: foot lock, yeah. He rolled into like, so did like a somersault, an eminari roll into a leg lock. and then. So that, that roll has a name? Yeah. Eminari. Yeah.
1: So like if you're in a street fight or bar fight, dude just starts rolling towards your ankle.
3: Oh, just run. Just say fuck it. You I'm out of sorry, it. bro. Just say sorry and run. Yeah. Sorry, you he's know too a, much. Yeah, he's going to break an Eman- your leg in Eman- half. It? Oh, <laughs> no. Eminari. <Emanari> roll. <laughs> roll. <laughs> <coughs> chimera coffee what yeah. so so from
1: um let's see we flew into reno we got picked up we drove to lake tahoe which is about what an hour away yes and then um we did what we had to do we had a good time we got a little sunburn out there it
2: look the and sun yeah <laughs> i know oh Listen, bro Listen, it didn't feel like it the sun was sun i mean it it's was august. sunny yeah but it's august no, the water it's was august. cold yeah water was freezing there was people swimming but it was in there, sunny. like it was like nothing it was sunny but it wasn't sunny to the point where you're like oh i should probably go get some sunscreen because mm-hmm. i'm gonna get a sunburn you yeah. know
1: it's sunny but you weren't like sweating just after a while i started noticing like oh my head feels a little hot like i'm kind of maybe i'm dehydrated <laughs> then i'm like huh, oh, my skin feels a <laughs> little oh shit i think we're getting a little bit too much sun we didn't put nothing on you know we're mexican yeah i never
3: put
2: anything yeah on. and it's uh then he was like are you about ready to go i'll feel asleep I she didn't like, have sh-
1: you didn't have shades mm-hmm. or did you I was like, "Baby, you, your forehead good?" Because her forehead no, was the highest point. Like she had no hat, no coverage, no umbrella.
2: And it's funny because he said that right. I had no hat, no nothing. I, I like, did have shades, but um, I fell asleep too in my
1: little chair. We it talking poolside or what? no, 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 no. It's like a lake. Oh, well, let me okay. it's a lake, well, Lake yeah, Tahoe. <laughs> well, let me explain <laughs> this. <laughs> Think t- of that t- to anyone who's never been out there because that was my first time. I've I've been to Reno, but I'd never seen Lake Tahoe. So Lake Tahoe is this huge fucking lake right between it sits right in the middle of nevada and california so the state line runs through it and it's like a vacation spot uh people go skiing and snowboarding in the winter i guess i don't know if they do spring break there too for skiing and stuff i went
2: that's when i got to go (laughs) with spring break but
1: there's a whole bunch of casinos and resorts and like vacation homes and like little hotels it's like a mix between like um schlitterbahn you know fucking it? park city it's just like a quaint
3: yeah park city it looked like park city
1: yeah it has like that um like you know northern california that whole area has like those big beautiful trees and the scenery's great but this huge lake with a beach in the middle of like we're not on the coast it just threw me off i'm yeah. like whoa this is dope because you just see mountains over here forest and then water and then like beach so that was cool and then um We had to get up hella early because we had to catch a flight to Monterrey.
2: No, not hella early. Tell them them how early early it was. So
1: after the fights, we even had like a drink. uh, So let me guess because those fights usually end at like midnight. One. No,
2: actually... Since they started pretty early, they were done by like 1030. Oh, yeah, it was
1: probably like really a, 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 yeah, close 1030, to 11. 11. Mm-hmm. So by the time you uh, pack up, get in bed, you know, now it's like midnight. But we had to wake up at 330
2: in the, 330
1: morning. In the fucking morning. This is the story of my life. Like back to fucking back to fucking back.
3: What's funny is that y'all you know, two, two weeks ago, dead, no sleep. Last week, super energized. This, you know, trip, no sleep again. And I have to get back on schedule. You know what's
2: funny? Is that I I watched the ep- I never watch them but I listen to them on the pod, uh, on the podcast app, yeah. but I actually watched the video of us when we did go to bed super early yeah. right I was like, oh my god <laughs> like even right now h-
1: hear the energy <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah for should real.
2: probably go to bed at that time yeah. all the time because that episode was pretty hype
1: yeah and uh, my lovely wife gave me a nice gift for my birthday give me a kiss baby oh
2: what I did
1: ooh thumbnail. Mm. Thumbnail. Which Okay. Oh
2: well I gave him several gifts. That's why I don't know. Okay. my a sleep monitor. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. So Michelle.
1: I'm gonna put a note a pen in that. I'm I'm gonna go back to this three thirty AM situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go to the sleep monitor later. <clears throat> it's in my notes. So we have to get up at three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh the driver, uh, that combate got us, they picked us up from the from the casino hotel, three thirty. Now we're having to drive from Tahoe to Reno, catch a flight. Get to Monterrey, uh, land, get picked up by uh, the comedians out there, Quique, Miranda, and Salvador, uh, Chava, Chiles. Uh, They scooped us up, took us straight to the hotel because we had a show to go do right after. So we get to the hotel, hurry up, get dressed. Again, you've been traveling. You just got from from fucking Reno. Um, Order room service because that was the quickest, most convenient thing. It's crazy. They had a Chili's downstairs in the hotel. This is Monterrey, Mexico. Oh, so it's what? very American. Like very, it's northern Mexico. It's a huge city. It's second largest city. Oh, third. After DF and Guadalajara. Guadalajara. They're closing <laughs> chilies here. Around here. Uh, oh, they are? I yep. didn't know. They, they go, to go sugar
3: land That are like closed. Interesting.
1: There's yeah, maybe they need to define their lane because they got TGI Fridays and too many motherfuckers. Yeah, really close to each other too. Just too many people in their lane. Uh, but anyway, so we went and did the show in Monterrey at a uh, beer garden c- uh, where they sell craft beer. Mm. Uh, which is interesting because Mexico, just like the US, has been dominated by the major beer people. So the show went decent. Uh I did fifteen minutes in Spanish and I noticed that like this ta- these couple tables over here, I was like, they just looked like they weren't getting it. And I'm like, Oh man, maybe my they Spanish. They weren't really sh-
2: laughing at <laughs> all. Like it was chuckles here and there.
1: Yeah, and I was like, Man, maybe my Spanish sucks. I get off stage and then all that that whole side, they're like, What's up, bro? ah, uh, when are you going to do a show in English? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, hola, ¿cómo estás? Este, you know, we're from Dallas. Th- and I'm like, sí, pero el show en español, Como uh, no, nah, man, when are you going to do an English show? <laughs> like, they're like, we got deported. And I'm like, ooh, que la chingada. <laughs> like, I came over here to do Spanish comedy, and then I get nothing but Chicano Deportado. That's funny. That shows up. Like
2: the first three tables in the very front were all <laughs> people who had been deported or moved there because their their other half was just deported different so reasons yeah different so there were
1: some cats some people that were from chicago What's when you up? say we're deported what is it like 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 you imagine you or me or marisol mm-hmm. let's just pretend that we just happen to have been brought over as children so we grew up over here ah, and we're american okay. so it's yeah. like some i'm like i'm talking mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. where are you from man i'm from houston yeah right but i live in monterrey now yeah so it's a very interesting dynamic when, when you look at the market not only is it a huge city with a lot of uh, American influence, because you have like H E B's and things like that, it's still Mexico. So culturally, it's still Mexico, but it's very like modern, and you're getting all this like fast food. You're like, saying
3: saw a bunch of Costcos out there. Like, Costco's, I don't Costcos out the
1: fucking wazoo. I don't even see them as much over here. Um, they have everything over oh, Walmart, El Walmart, <laughs> and um, so anyway, that was a cool experience. And then so I'm like, oh, okay, so there's a lot of Chicanos that work at telemarketing and
2: and their call centers. Yeah, call centers. They
1: handle one dude was like, man, we handle like the child support, you know, a bunch of like U.S. services. And I don't know if it's like governmental, just all kinds of big shit. I guess it's jobs that are going down there. They're Mm -hmm. cheaper outsourcing. Yeah, it's cheaper. Uh, A lot of auto industry, as you hear all the time, you know, especially during these political debates, it's like, you know, all the auto industry is no longer in Detroit and Ohio. They're shutting down plants in Ohio, shutting down plants in, in Michigan yeah they over there and mm-hmm. i also heard uh, my buddy jesus trejo who plugged us in with the folks out there he had already gave us a heads up he's like dude when you go to saltillo there's all these like uh agencias like dealerships there's a uh, auto manufacturing down there and it's a lot of people that came from michigan so it's like oh the jobs are going to mexico cool we're going to mexico
3: Dude, so much of it Like parts Not just c- like big parts <coughs> Or cars themselves Or manufacturing But all the little things mm-hmm. Are manufactured in Mexico
1: Well, the comedian Who organized these two shows His day job is He's a salesman And it has something to do With the auto industry, right? hmm So the next day we
2: I, I, Is he or his dad?
1: Was, uh, his dad Sorry, I'm about to In español. <laughs> Su papá Su <laughs> uh, papá His dad for sure Works in the auto industry And, and Salvador uh, The comedian I know he's a salesman, but he might have moved around. I don't know. But anyway, um, they have everything down there, refineries, petroleum. It's just a whole bunch of shit. So next day, we get up. We get picked up from Monterrey. They take us to Saltillo. uh, We get some tacos at Los Pioneros. And I have family in Saltillo, so my dad had already reached out. They were going to go to the show that night. Uh, they made me nervous in the evening we'll because
3: th- you hadn't seen him a long time, right? Uh,
1: that's not why I was nervous. I think they were just a kind of like gave me, you know, I had a judgy vibe okay. about the whole Spanish mm-hmm. thing. But I, I knew what I was getting into. I knew how much preparation was going to be required to do this convincingly. So uh, anyway, Saltillo. We end up going to do the show. It was at a um, what Another would you call beer that? It was too, like a baby. like a variety. Multi-purpose beer so garden the, the bar. The first
2: place we went to in Monterrey was actually the same way. It's called Metapatio,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so it, I, funny because you know anytime you go in somewhere, because we're business people, the first thing you think of is like peep what people, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So as we walk in, I just couldn't understand what their vibe really was, and what Pete kind of assumed is every, um, I guess, what is it, every. Um, beer had their own bar
1: yeah it reminded me kind of like an axelrad in houston in a way so as soon as you walk in to the right it's like a hamburger stand like hamburguesas and and then like further up to the left it's like um like mixed drinks or something then they have like pizza and then you go to the back and then it's like um like a little beer garden with tables where they do events and stuff like um they had like d djs through a party right after us they do all kinds of shit but over there you had like different little bars and they were all craft beers. It's all So like every
2: local. craft beer, so it was, it would it would have been like eighth wonder, you know, let's just like St. every Arnold's. you know so it would, it was everyone had their own bar. I was so confused about that. I didn't understand why Oh,
3: they had their own bar. It's y- it literally
2: yeah. like a it's stand it's you it's go like order that beer. It's
3: like you went to hay merchant and every one of those beers had their own little to go yeah, I've it. never Purr. been to Hay Merchant,
1: but I, I can imagine, like, say we're here kicking it, right? And it's like, oh, I'm going to try some St. Arnold's now. And then you'd walk over there and they'd give you St. Arnold, or-, or you'd go over there and get 8th one. Wow, that's mm-hmm. cool or whatever I thought that
2: was kind of weird to yeah. me I guess maybe because when you go here to a beer garden you mm-hmm. just kind of go up and you're like I want yeah, that one yeah they have you know? all these on draft or whatever. so I guess that was kind of weird to me I, I think that the space could have been used differently instead more, efficiently. Of, more of instead yeah. of all these
3: but if that person really like if you go to Best Buy and you get a Sony camera and the Sony reps talking about the Sony camera if, the sure, s- if that beer exactly. rep was telling you about that beer that's kind of cool yeah
2: to I don't we didn't get it, yeah. so I don't well, know.
1: Well, we didn't see it in action. Yeah, like, exactly. They there weren't really bartenders at all those spots, so we didn't really see it in action. Um,
2: but the concept was cool. And let me tell you something. Um, so afterwards, the DJ like was playing some pretty crunk music. Like it was pretty cool. People were like dancing, like legit dancing, not like just sitting around drinking. They're like really getting down. Yeah, like, culturally
1: out there, people are lively and they're about yeah ha- they're about living life, having fun. Over here, como dice Luisa, bien de like yeah. every, everyone's just like so in their own little head or judgy and stuff. A thousand percent. Yeah. Um. So so the show in Saltillo. Um. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm up there. and It's like the cat just took my just cut my tongue. I just couldn't even like think what? straight.
3: You jingle Shingle bling. <laughs> yeah,
1: Mr. Talker <laughs> won't shut the fuck up. I talk for a living. Um. So yeah, that's what happens, man. Sometimes when you're when you're Chicano and you your Spanish is is decent over here, sped up this, sped up this, this is my excuse. All right, I got a whole bunch of excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes what happens is, if you get in your head and you start thinking like, oh no, I'm I'm in the motherland and this is their first language, like this is their culture, and then all of a sudden you you get that insecurity of like, oh no, my Spanish sucks, and then you just start like forgetting words, and I felt like I was cramming, like trying to make corrections from the night before, mm-hmm. like you say it like this, not like that. Say it like this, not like that. But uh long story short, um I know the amount of work that's gonna be required of me in order to like conquistar a Mexico. Like it's not gonna be overnight, especially not in stand up. Nothing in stand up is just easy. You don't just go up there, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, my Spanish is an A one and my you know, I haven't I've done this twice and I don't expect it to be like i you're not gonna be Dave Chappelle by mm-hmm. doing it two times. No. Yeah. Uh, so, that's what I so got. So, for to say.
2: starters, again, for those who don't know, Chingo's super hard on himself, okay? So, it, it, something could have been done amazing, but he's still going to find something, which is fine. I think w- w- all of us mm-hmm. in somewhere or another are They're worse. Like,
1: you got a standing ovation? Yeah, but I had a booger in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: so, there's always something, right? So, Friday, Saturday night in Monterrey, he did great, right? So, for me, it was like, oh,
1: yeah, I was loose. I was moving around. I was around. like,
2: okay, so it looks like, okay, it's rolling, it's going, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, there's a few, obviously, things, you know, because, again, it's only his second and time. And it's
1: cultural things, like, oh, I, I don't get it. Why is that funny? Or, like, what does that mean? Or yeah,
2: so I, I got that. But Saturday, Sunday night, it was a totally different person from what I saw. Saturday, and all I thought to myself was, like, all right, he hasn't seen his family in about twenty years. I really wish they wouldn't have been there. I mm. wish they would have met up afterwards. Does that make sense? For sure. Like, because I just felt like it hurt his practice because he was there to try to like get that practice. And although he well, it's good he, practice, he said it was no excuse, but
1: it's good practice because now you know what it's like to bomb. It think about it. Two things could have happened. You go down there in Mexico, and. By some miracle, we're like, "Oh my God, you do great, and they get everything they understand everything, and it makes it so funny, or b you don't do so great, but you had the courage to go up, get out there, peep the peep the scene, now you know where you're at it's like getting on a it's like getting on a treadmill or or some kind of exercise machine and being like, "Oh, I thought I could lift fifty pounds I'm at ten pounds and it's like, but when I come back i'm going to be at twenty pounds mm-hmm. and that's my motivation it's like, okay you're gonna see the growth you're gonna see like when i come back they're gonna be like bro this motherfucker man he got new material he got mm-hmm.
2: does he need does he need work of course right because it's almost like he's starting over in a totally different uh like genre yeah, right? Lane. And back right to zero but he didn't do as bad as he's making it sound but again he's his own Mm-hmm. Worst critic, but
1: and I did the Chapo joke for the first time ever in Spanish. Yeah, How so uh, to be honest and with you, I was you, scared to do I it. I but they're like, "Yeah, do it."
2: Mm-hmm. I love the fact that um, as, and, and I kept telling, reminding him them the this the entire time we were out there. I'm like, I want you to remember that you're jumping into something without you know most pe- most people would probably be afraid, like fuck that, I'm not doing this. You know, like number one, I, you know, yes, Spanish was my first language, but. It's not like I use it unless I'm speaking to my parents, family members who don't speak English. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I feel overall, I think he did fine. You know, mm-hmm. there's some adjustments that need to be made. Um, just like it, there was adjustments that had to be made when he was starting it, in yeah, English. You always adjust, you know. Edit. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter, but I honestly feel, because I've sit back at every show, I know for a fact this is how he started in English and I have zero doubt that he's gonna end up dominating like yeah. as long as you s- genre <clears throat> as well
1: as long as you set the goal and you're realistic in terms of a game plan and what kind of work is gonna be required um, and we were talking about this I think last night it's like she and I have the well me I'll put this word I'm not gonna call you delusional right I have the right amount of delusion. I love that word. I have the right amount of of audacity and delusion where it's like, who in the right fucking mind gets on a plane, goes to Mexico and says, I'm going to fucking do stand up in Spanish. I call those delusional aspirations. Well, shit, that's the word I'm going to use because that's what I got. Yeah. And that's what I kept reminding. And
2: and I told him, I said, if that's not a badass, I don't know what is. For sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're doing mm -hmm. something Shit, you've never courageous. N- yeah. I'll give yeah for that. sure <laughs> because it's one thing doing Spanish. I feel on the U.S. side versus doing Spanish in the motherland. For sure it's not.
3: Is there anything, any part of it that's kind of comforting that you are still kind of playing to your crowd? It's just in the, from a different angle. Well, because you didn't <coughs> go over, you didn't go over, you know, to the you know Australia or um, or, or you know the United but, Kingdom.
1: But that's a good that's a good question because I will put it to you like this. If I did go to Australia or the United Kingdom, it'd be in English. And their perspective might be like, Oh, this is Tex Mex comedy from, you know, US. It's from across the pond and it's Tex Mex and we have a vague understanding of what fajitas are and these guys Tex Mex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, the plight of the immigrant in the US given the current administration I sound like uh Russell Brand and shit. <laughs> I know, I was like, Given the, the current administration you know, they might have a different perspective. Right. Um, Here's the thing to consider, uh, Ashley brought this up yesterday, is, you know, the scene in Selena where it's like, we're not really American, uh, American enough to fit in in the American scene because mm-hmm. we're always labeled and boxed as, oh, you're Latino. Right. So you're, you know, you're, you're, hap- you're having a crossover within your own country. With that being said, going back to that Selena quote with uh, Ever James almost, it's like, we're not Mexican enough from mexico mm-hmm. and think about how many um there have been exceptions right like I, I would say jenny rivera selena maybe like intocable i kind of
2: had a hard time though because she was very tejano and, right.
1: and very talented to where she overcame the Tejano. Like conquistó like mexico like mm-hmm. re, despite her spanish sucked her talent and her star power is like oh we don't care if you have a fucking accent like. The cumbia The cumbias you make And the songs And, and you And your, pers- your energy And your personality Like that makes up For all of that So what I'm trying to say Is this um, You know What What some Mexican Americans Have managed to do Like oh We're gonna tour In Like I can't name Any Mexican American Comedians That tour Latin America That I could think of I don't know If George Lopez Fluffy uh, Felipe um, Juan Rodriguez Rodriguez yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think, think Paul so. Rodriguez No, I think he stayed mainly English-speaking countries uh, f- To my knowledge, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. an expert no. Regardless, um, let's just say Intocable They're from Zapata, Texas, right? Uh, down by Laredo, uh, Cumbia Kings, Corpus Christi uh, Selena, uh, Janet Rivera uh, Her Spanish is great, her music is very Mexican uh, So I'm not sure how her how seamless her transition was I think Jenny had more to deal with She's in her brother's shadow and, and things like that Um, but what I'm trying to say is this, what I would like the story and the narrative to be down the road is this is a fucking perfect storm. This is a phenomenon. Like I want people to like, you know, people to, to be like, bro, I heard that he might not be selling out arenas in Mexico city right now, but because they've been hitting Monterrey and Saltillo and like Northern Mexico, like they kind of started building a bridge, and and that's a like a bicultural gray area. Like when you see when you see when you have huge communities of deported Chicanos, and you have like this uh, influence from the north. And if you're sharp enough with your observations and your writing, and you know how to like hit the nail on the head with the observations of like cultural differences, for example. <laughs> Marisol uh was we were getting get uh, getting ready to go to the gym. She was wearing some gym clothes, right? Like yoga pants. Mm-hmm. Uh Luisa, who's from Calderete near Monterrey, she's from Mexico, she's like, e, like and he lets you go to the gym like that? And I'm like, they're just yoga pants, right? And she's like, Man, if the baby soiled my clothes and I had to borrow some of your pants, and if I went home in those, me mata. Like He'll fucking kill me if I come home wearing some, something like that. And it's, a co- it's just one example of, like, cultural differences. Uh, machismo. Like, let's say, let's say you're a dad, you know, mm-hmm. which you are, and you're helping out uh, your, uh, your lady. Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'll wash this dish while you make the bottle, or I'll help pack the bag while whatever. That's considered, like, mandilon that's like mandilon, like oh you're a, how would you say that in, in english like um,
2: whooped i guess yeah like yes. whooped
1: right and it's almost like you're less of a man because you have your woman as equal and that's that whole patriarchy thing mm-hmm. that you see in latin america which has just been ingrained into the culture so these are some things that that i have in my notes like little things that i've noticed for instance um i hit a little bit of weed out there you know just two times mm-hmm. and um First of all, the weed had piojos. I appreciate the weed. It was a nice gift, but it had piojos, and you know, I had to take the seeds out. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to having to take piojos out my weed. Uh, but anyway, over there, it's looked at as what? Drogas. Uh-huh. Es droga. Oh, over man. here, it's like, no, 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 no. It's medicine. Um, culturally, people have, have become very open minded. Uh, old ladies, sick kids, people with um, epilepsy. It's good for so many things. Over there, is droga. Mm-hmm. A- as they're smoking a third pack. Or or you know alcohol is no Drinking. no no alcohol makes sh- alcohol no that's not bad that's what you do because it's five o'clock that's what you do because it's someone's birthday that's what you do because the sun went down that's what you do because we're having a good time that's what you do because I ain't seen you in twenty years
3: <laughs> you know it's an accepted social lubricant
1: exactly Right, exactly it's not that's seen a as a drug word. it's it's yeah. almost like a manly very normal social yeah. human thing to do it's a cultural thing it's already been ingrained. Uh, whereas weed is still drogas. Mm-hmm. So I have like a list of things that it's like, oh, shit's different. Even though I consider myself Mexican, I consider my roots to be very Mexican. I consider my identity to be very Mexican. Over there, I'll give you a better example.
0: Oh, I'll like give you a better loving example. I where you were
1: going with that. No, like, I, I guess to wrap that thought, uh, I'm just going to illustrate it. Um, so even though my identity is Mexican, it's like over there, it's like, oh, no, no, no this is mexico and culturally we're worlds apart in many good ways because their family values are great i feel like people enjoy life they live life so let me tell you about the hondurans in mexico Hmm. all right so i even cracked a, a i like i didn't try to like do it as a joke because i knew it wasn't developed but what i noticed is over here we're constantly reminded of how um There's discrimination there's maybe some kind of racism or there's nationalism there's this fear of who moved my cheese you know there's like hey who's gonna take my job these these invasion invaders right and i'm like damn i'm going to mexico where everyone's mexican and i will this is a country that's free of certain discriminations even though indigenous people and if you're very dark and and native you're gonna get have less uh, traditionally less say and less uh, respect Mm -hmm. than someone that's more fair-skinned um with that put aside i'm thinking mexico it's everyone's mexican and you know i'm not gonna see all this anti-immigrant uh uh ideology boy if you see how they treat central americans down there oh y'all worse
2: not and not in the sense because they're taking their jobs it's because It's like they're draining. I don't know if they have. It's because they're not. They don't try to get a job. Ah. Well, they're begging, and 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 they're begging, and they're like trying to take advantage of their social services, basically.
1: So the narrative now is how ironic, huh? Here's the narrative. Totally. So the narrative basically over there is, they don't. I literally heard this verbatim. The Hondurans had have told us themselves, uh, "Los mexicanos son pendejos porque nos dan dinero." Like y'all are idiots because y'all help us. And we've learned that the American dream is not the US. The American dream is on our way to the US, stay in Mexico, because these motherfuckers are going to take care of you. And that's like the narrative. So people just look at them like invaders, wow. get out. I've You're never not welcome. Heard that. And, well, uh, neither and it's had a bit, it's, it's we going to be a bit. <laughs> and it's yeah. going to be a bit, because why? The irony. Yeah. Because from over here, we think, uh, Oh no! Uh, Look at all these alt-right people going to quote this part, right? Like, see, <laughs> they treat they treat the immigrants worse than we do. I don't know what their deportation numbers are. I don't know if they're putting people in those camps and those cages with the aluminum foil blankets and all that. I don't know all that, but I do know that it, it's just interesting how, in the matter of forty-eight hours, I was able. So many things jumped out at me mm-hmm. just in a conversation with my cousin. Like, oh yeah, things you things um i can tell you're kind of mandilon yeah and then uh we had, we told uh, sta luisa we're like luisa uh yeah man people think i'm mandilon over there she's like well some of the things you do r- would be considered mandilon like i'm over here washing the dish yeah. as i'm saying this she's like you know she's like hey traditionally a man isn't going to change a diaper uh, change a diaper they're not going to help. help they're not going to pitch out and she's like i wish i had help when i was pregnant she's cause. like i
2: kind of envy you for you know, like y'all literally are a team. Like mm-hmm. if one's doing something, the other one takes care of the other thing, you know, so it's not it. before it starts sounding like Jingo does everything at home and I'm sitting around being lazy. That's not what it is. It's no. literally it's like the oh, team effort. No yeah. team effort. I yeah. sure. If anything,
1: I'm just dropping the ball. and She's over here behind me picking up
2: the ball. 100% team effort. But what, I, what I'm saying is um, and it was funny because I get super defensive immediately when anyone like Says anything negative about him or has any like criticism, even if it's constructive criticism. After whoever gives a constructive criticism, I'm always like, Well, that's not necessarily the case, (laughs) Pete. Okay, so don't listen to what they say. You know what I'm saying? So I'm
1: always like, That's
2: not true. You know, that's great. I bet you they wouldn't (laughs) get on stage. You know, that's Mm -hmm. like immediately my like, like they don't understand. They don't understand. They're too busy trying to correct your Spanish for sure.
1: They don't understand. Stand up is new Mm -hmm. over there. And it's blowing up. Um,
2: but I was getting, it was his family, and I was just like sitting there, like, if this girl. And I was like, it's
1: okay, the truth hurts, you know I mean? I was not like, not the this mandilon girl stuff.
2: Does not, and I said, no, it's
1: mandilon. What's a skewed truth, it, you it, know? It, well, this is how I look at it. The way I look at things is this: is like, from there, you have to remember, they have their cultural perspective. The way pe- people become programmed, right? We're all programmed based on our experiences and how we were brought up. Um, like for instance over there they're taught and to some extent over here you honor the flag you salute the flag even if nobody's watching that's all part of the programming it's like the only way this democracy and this society and this country is going to work is if everybody's on the same page and that nationalism stuff is dangerous because the amazon burning they say that the i know it's off subject the president down there it's all orchestrated with well, the president in brazil He's using a lot of the same ideology that we hear over here. He says um, nobody told the U.K. not to chop down their trees when they built highways and built resorts and hotels. And they got wealthy. And, you know, we Brazil was once colonized by Europe. So, Europe, you got a lot of nerve or anybody else in the country. Y'all want to talk about Brazil and the G7? We're not even. We don't have a seat at the table. We're not even a member of the G seven, mm. and we're trying to get wealthy. People need jobs. The jobs are. We need to cut down these trees to make room for mining, cattle raising, and uh, lum, uh, lum, uh, what is it? Lumber. Uh, damn, what's the word? It's not lumbering. Lumbering. Anyway, it's wood, like wood it's, like woodmills. Yeah, Milling. so it's it's mining, uh, ranching. That's what they're doing with and the slash and burn thing it's a thing they do every year Mm -hmm. except this year because he eased up on the uh the uh, ecological protection laws he basically said hey you you're in charge of the cattling and the ranch industry right yes i am cool how about you're in charge of this what we do with the rainforest thing so they gave this this the cattle raising people the keys to the kingdom so the people who have say over can we dig can we chop down more trees can we continue to burn and all that they're the ones who have to say so anyway long story short the the thing with the fires um it's doubled. the burning this year was like double 80 percent more Mm -hmm. than last year and it just kind of got out of control to where it, it wasn't really able to sustain itself or whatever but that's the nationalism stuff.
3: Um, well, back to Mexico. Back to Mexico, to Mexico yeah. Wasn't it, you know, the it's ironic that generations from now, like starting, I would say with us, relationships and marriages will be dramatically different because we don't follow that type of, you know, household well, ideology. Well, my,
2: my dad, w- you know, uh, growing up, I mean, he was probably as macho as a, you know, well, he he's Mex- from Mexican, yeah, you know. he grew up in Mexico. But my dad helped out at home. Mm-hmm. Like... My mom, before having her own hair salon, she worked at a barbershop in the mall. So she had mall hours. So my dad, we got when he got home from work, he cooked dinner. We ate dinner together. He had dinner ready for my mom when she got home from work. And it was normal. Like, it was not like, oh, my dad is not going to do the dishes or not well, going to cook. he wasn't macho. Yeah, like, it wasn't like that, you know, to where... I don't know my dad always helps so so Pete helping out at home is not like
3: super foreign so su- yeah super yeah. foreign
2: to me because my dad and that's the kind of example I want for the girls for too, sure I just think know? it's way more common yeah. now than it was twenty probably years ago. yeah and I just want them to know that your other half is supposed to be your team you yeah. know it y'all are a team and mm. it only works if both you guys you know do it together
1: uh, here's another off topic example of uh women or gender roles and uh, they say ebola spread more because the women were expected to bury the dead care for the sick and then the kids the orphans were left to take care of each other. Mm. So it just exacerbated, like made everything w- worse due to gender roles mm. in their culture and their society. The women were expected to do everything. That's They're having to take care of the sick, bury the dead, and then now the kids are having to watch each other and the shit got worse. But uh so so long story short, uh, it was a cool trip. <laughs> long story short, great trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it really was because, you know, ain't nobody gonna like you're dumb if you think you could just go to another country do two shows and they're just all gonna you know you just oh you're the shit. no 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 delusional bro yeah yeah, yeah. you you we're planting seeds right we're peeping the scene we made some great connections it was a great experience we met uh some funny fucking comics uh from out there he i think he's five years in the game i wouldn't doubt it if a few years from now comedy central or, or somebody they see him just a couple years down the road they might be like hey man as long as you take this joke out and this joke out and then maybe add some stuff about this i i, will, I don't doubt they'll give him a little like comedy central or a netflix thing where he's like featured amongst other mm-hmm. comics you have a up and come uh some up and coming cats uh quique miranda he's from uh torreon well gomez they mm-hmm. they was a running joke no 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 so they gomez can't que? but that's over there by uh he's very funny likable just off stage even um toby yeah toby he's only been doing it i think like a year, and he's very funny, very likable um he's from Saltillo he killed it he yeah, he, he did. brought his little act outs his, fa- his characters the, the 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 little voices and stuff and then uh chava chiles he does this like crowd uh what, crowd participation thing where it's like a tool uh where it reminds me this is what he does. He asked for some uh, some chiles from the from the waitress wait staff or whatever. He's like, all right, uh, this is gonna be a crowd participation. If y'all don't if y'all don't laugh at a joke, I'm gonna eat a chile every time. So even if a joke didn't bomb, he would just very quietly awkwardly start eating a chile. and then everyone gets it, and they're all like, oh, it's because we didn't laugh. And then he gets the laugh, um, and he's he's barely starting to. It's and about he, a year and
2: a half in. Yeah, and, oh, and, he,
1: and he lived in the U.S. for like six months and then he he goes for work well, so
2: he also lived in the u.s for high school right? yeah th-
1: that was six months oh you know, i thought
2: he oh so he didn't do all of high i think school? he did like
1: half a semester oh. or a senior year or something but um and then he lived in germany for a while so he has a very global type of perspective his and
2: parents are also from what we gathered we only met his father who was helping around um while we were out there transporting us and so forth and it looks like he has very supportive parents who encourage oh, cool. the exposure of different cultures and, and learning another language, mm-hmm. and it's very important yeah, m- to them. Yeah. So
1: they made sure he was a foreign exchange student. Yeah. So he studied um, American stand up. Like they're just consuming it. They're just, uh, you know, they're immersed in it because YouTube and they 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 can sit there and be like, no way, Bill Hicks you know really? so yeah. I was gonna ask you
3: so what really se- when you say it's booming what, what set off the boom YouTube
1: YouTube YouTube uh, so so f- what what happens is traditionally in Mexico you've had humorous you've had like not stand-up comics but you've had like comics and comedians and people who do like chistes this or um, would comedic what? actors be under that
0: Uh, just really really
1: everything except for American style stand up Mm. which is something that was born on America it's an American Mm -hmm. born art form like jazz and hip hop and stuff like that so they've had the closest thing they've had to a stand up is Uh, Adel Adán Rodal Rodal, fuck I don't know but he's like a a monologuist yeah Monologue. I forget the fucking word but it's very similar to stand up but it's more like tonight show if you you see
2: his who he is if you see his face you'll you'll know oh uh, yeah because my parents used to watch him so you'll be like oh i don't know i know who that is
1: yeah i'll I'll google it after this but um that's like the closest thing to american style stand-up so now these guys are having to wrap their brain around like the structure which they got they understand you know irony and sarcasm and joke structure and all that uh, but they're they're doing their homework on like no el Chris Rock you know mm. or like things are subtitled um, things with subtitles and and or a lot of them speak some Spanish mm-hmm. I mean some English uh, I think Chava's English is probably the best out of everybody. Of all of them. Mm-hmm. And so he he can actually probably kind of like watch English stand up and get every other joke. He says that sometimes like like black accents or like things that are just he's like Jim Gaffigan he's like he speaks very textbook American. He's mm-hmm. like I can get everything you're saying. He's like, you know, the guys from Compton. He's like it's like Chris Rice some things. Um, Boston translation kind of thing. Yeah. But all in all, man, uh it was eye-opening. It was fun. Uh, we can't wait to go back con tiempo, like mm-hmm. more time, explore, uh, maybe take the girls uh, so they could be immersed in Mexican culture, which is beautiful. The scenery, the mountains, the weather, uh, the food, um, I did a little bit of research, and it turns out that the sarape was created in, in Saltillo. Saltillo. Um, the reboso, which Marisol uh, uses to carry the baby, that was created in San Luis Potosí. And then, breaking news. <coughs> Put your seatbelt on. According to my cousin, <laughs> I'm part Korean. <laughs> 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 All I jam is K-pop. <laughs> from now on, oh my God. okay, we're gonna
3: do some reaction videos.
1: To it K-pop. explain It explains a lot. I don't know. Penny's eyes are kind of Asian. I don't know. But my, my family you could be Joe cousin.
2: My family also is the very. same way. I mean, yeah. Hello. Yeah. My eyes funny. are very. And of Asian. course, there,
1: there's a mix, right? Because you know, my mom, she could maybe sometimes damn near pass for like white, maybe. Pretty light skinned. she's pretty light-skinned she's pretty light-skinned um until she talks and it's like nah she's mexico mm-hmm. um but according to, according to my cousin she's like yeah you didn't know like our great great grandparents or something came from korea and they worked in the u.s and then from u.s they went to uh matewala san luis potosi and then they they met up and we so yeah got so a history lesson yeah so one day i'm gonna hook up with like Uh, james cameron or some big director and we're gonna make a whole movie out of that love story (laughs) from korea to the u.s to Hmm. matewala san luis potosi comes a story of two people
3: united by work crazy rich asians meets selena yeah yeah (laughs) we're not
1: korean enough for
3: korea
2: (laughs) you know what's funny is that i've i've told people for a while it's like it's at some point in your stand-up you need to touch on uh, you're not Mexican enough for Mexicans and you're not American enough that would hit Ameri- everywhere yeah, well, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's I've I've told him before I'm like you really I think it was when y'all were, you and Javi were writing uh, like the, um, the first little draft draft of the series and stuff mm-hmm. and I had told you I was like somewhere in there it needs to be that's funny you know like addressed mm-hmm. you know
1: well i i I dare say that i got some material ideas while i was there yeah and um i heard a roy woods on joe rogan Mm -hmm. and he was saying that i think he was quoting dave chappelle that he said writers pay attention to those times in your life or those moments where the material just kind of comes to you and it just works itself out what were you doing what was your system what was going on in your life and pay attention to that because that's how your machine, that's how your wheelhouse works or your front, you know what I mean? So it's almost like I'm making a mental note right now of I was exploring a new culture, a new place. And it sh- to quote Jim Gaffigan, it showed me not only the absurdity of their culture, but it showed me the absurdity of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then I want to think back to those other bursts of material, like the birth experience. Um,
2: Although you know what's crazy is, uh, so we talked w- with the guys about it. the whole The whole approach of the stand up. It's honestly, it, it made me think of sign language, right? Mm. Because you don't translate, like you don't, you don't um, translate in sign language. You interpret, right? Which there's a difference vocabulary wise. Those two words mean totally different mm-hmm. things, right? So, in the stand up you're not going to translate it from Spanish. I mean, sorry, from English to Spanish. You're going to interpret mm-hmm. the material from English to Spanish because the birthing story would have hit had he told the story, interpret it versus translate it. Yeah, because... Does that make sense? For
3: sure. And that's why you guys listen. Nuggets like that of knowledge. And, and yeah, right? <laughs> everyone's like we
1: don't do stand up this <laughs> go back to brazil and the rainforest <laughs> so what i was gonna say fuck, i, I kind of forgot um it would have hit if it was okay yeah two things so honestly i felt slightly unprepared only because we were going from again not to make ex- excuses from like focusing on the Houston shows, focusing on the Dallas shows, um, going to do the combate thing. To all right, now we're in Mexico. Now we're cramming. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's we have a big photo shoot this weekend, and it's thankfully we have a team and th- there's a ton of assistance in that department. But even then, it's things that need to be approved and, and whatnot. So it's like. Uh, I didn't have i didn't make the time to do the interpretation versus the trans. so i was literally like quickest thing is what can you translate mm-hmm. what can you literally say hey you know the joke about xyz H- how can i tell it and explain it in spanish okay these are the words vocabulary right versus interpreting which is going to be like hey birth story from a cultural perspective let's go down memory lane tell me again you know with now looking at it through a new lens right mm-hmm. It's like, tell me again, how, how did it go down? Like, describe, again, what, the sights, the sounds. Paint the picture for me. Because they're, not to give away the joke, but there's a part where it's like, you know, if my sister-in-law knew that she was giving birth, it's like, well, man, we'd have 33 Mexicans in the backyard barbecuing, and, and somebody's kids would have jumped in the birth pool, and who the, who the hell hired a DJ? In Mexico, they're like, uh-huh, okay, so... So w- what's the problem? Where's, where's the joke at? <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Carne here, sure. here it's uh-huh. teased Kids. about, yeah.
2: you know, that m- Hispanics or Mexicans uh, travel in packs and, you know, there's a shitload of us. and you Get or cakes or y- for a one-year-old party. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's like the...
1: <clears throat> I guess, I guess the- to describe it, it'd be like the absurdity. It's almost like a sketch. It's like, oh my God, I can picture the someone's badass kids jumping in the birth pool. That's totally unacceptable. I can see how that's funny. Like she just finished saying, I don't want anybody at my birth. And can you imagine all like like all these people in your backyard bar- like leaving the door open, the smoke's coming in, they're like, Hey man, meat's ready, and then why is there a DJ doing shout outs? And over there I'm like and they're just like uh-huh yeah okay so uh what's that happened last week yeah Yeah. why wouldn't you want that
2: so on the way to the airport we were kind of talking about the show and you know so forth and and uh chava goes um it is a little like hippie even here in Mexico, for someone to have their baby at home,
1: which is ironic because parteras and home births have been, you know, it's a. I guess now it's looked at as like the rancho, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it yeah, has its history. Yeah, my grandma
2: had a lot of her kids at home. Yeah. You know, not at her house, well, but you'd go to the midwife's house right.
1: and Dalila, have your baby. Uh, Dalila and Pat were both born born with uh, midwives. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. And it's what she's saying about that modernization it says a lot about the propaganda that was put in place like marisol makes a good point when she says sick people go to hospitals i don't necessarily need to give life bring life uh uh
3: uh, you know give birth where there's a bunch of sick people that's a good continuation of a premise after this is all like the current materials done because i don't know if you've said before that like maybe that's why you were a sickly kid Why was I sick? Oh no no no! What I mean? Yeah,
1: I said it because I'm a pre
3: cone baby, right? Well, but like that, and then just like the tonsil thing and the allergies, like it would just be. Maybe you could find a way to frame it to where they weren't. You know, they don't. I was born in hospital, now. Yeah, Yeah,
1: maybe. Um, But uh, I see where your idea is going. Yeah. 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 But what comes to my mind when when I see Penny's
3: gonna be his little soldier she's she's man she's already okay yo pin that right yeah. now
2: i'm gonna tell you something that happened today. pick it up
3: already i laughed yeah, so hard ahead. this morning uh go ahead and then so, i'll come
2: back um we go i i take her you know to go play this morning we went to go play this morning and um these kids are not letting her play right these little boy and they're you know, like so mean up. man i'm like I don't know. Penny is a year old. So sometimes I try to like stay back and just kind of like let her be a kid and not be all like
1: helicopter. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm, hey, mm -hmm. don't
2: touch my child type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But this little boy was just like beating up on a bunch of people. Remember, he was like making that little girl cry and and the mom. And this here's the thing. I try not to be judgy right about moms because mom uh, being a mom is a hard job right
1: but these hoes be checking email
2: but if you're <laughs> s- your baby is sitting right now, your baby is getting beat up and you're gonna stay on the phone and just watch the whole time
1: I think they look at us as helicopter parents Cause, a thousand percent because we're like she said Penny's about a, you know a little bit over a year I mean she walks fairly well she'll fall from time to time um, they do have like a little zip line and there there are some moving parts like the uh, the trampoline mm-hmm. you know there's like little springs and things on the edge and little gaps where you don't want their foot to get stuck. <laughs> where Pete felt <laughs> 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 oh yeah. well, today. He
2: didn't fall. He hurt himself getting, yeah, getting out of, out the, of tra- the trampoline. trampoline.
1: Oh, man. I know you're asking why is there a 40-year-old in the trampoline? Um Looking after my one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, so... So we, we try not to be overprotective. Like, no, Penny, no, no. We're not like that. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of like a few feet away, just kind of like, all right, baby, you want to play with this? Okay, good, yeah, get it. And these other moms, man, they just house housewives like yoga pants they just looking at their phone emails chit-chat like it's
2: their alone time and i totally like, get, get it. Get the fuck
1: out of my don't oh literally um one kid was like mom mom can you help me with this now he wanted to like climb up a thing no honey i already helped you a lot with the other thing <laughs> she wanted of, to
2: sit and keep talking she wanted with to the get lady. back on her fucking yeah. phone yeah
1: just because she like Helped him go up this like rope uh, ladder thing where they like hit a little button or something. Mm -hmm. And she was like, No, 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 I already helped you. Uh. I guess
2: for (laughs) us, we, and and, and, you know, this is why I don't like to be judgy about stay at home moms because they need that alone time. You know what I'm saying? And so they probably go there so that their kids can play, so that they can have a little bit of like, don't bother me time. I brought you to a playground. Go, you know, go play. We totally get it. But I think because we um don't have the luxury of always having these uh, play dates with her where we go and, and get to play with her because we're so busy all the time and we're running around half the time. Like, it's, you know. It doesn't
3: make you a bad parent, you know, just because you want to be like, ah, oh, he's just go play, you know. Yeah. Just do your no, own thing. not at all. That's what no, I'm saying. I get it. If if you're at it, like,
1: I get it. We're here. Go play. I get that. But if the kid is like, hey, can you
3: help me up this thing? No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that <laughs> is,
2: how, that is pretty bad, though. I would have been, like so right? like, been like, all right, come I'll on." I'll help you once or twice. Like By the
3: third time, I'm like, Brooklyn, you got it, man. Yeah. It's or like, Weston, you got it, man. Jeez.
2: <laughs> but it was, but anyway, speaking of like a little soldier, so that little boy wasn't letting Penny play.
3: Tell me she took a swing.
2: Well, she did that the other time we were there. Yes. But let me tell you how she did it. So the little girl was being a little biatch to her <laughs> you know and i was just like you little witch you know and so like so penny was like trying to play and the little girl didn't want her to play there and didn't want her to touch anything because she was on the register She's
1: borderline getting
0: bullied
2: yeah so she was getting bullied so kind of penny just walks off and she goes, goes to find something to play well then she sees that the little girl isn't paying attention right penny comes over there and just Socks her Like hey bitch I didn't forget What you were doing to me (laughs)
1: Remember five minutes ago Remember five
2: minutes ago And I was like What's happening And then she was like She just looks at me like What Like She had it coming Yeah basically And I couldn't believe it I like text him I was like Do you know what She just did Like out of nowhere It was like She turned around Payback I knew you
1: little bitches from way back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they have this like little like a uh, shelf of like little uh, boxes where they keep like the food mm-hmm. and the little the fake foods and all that the, toys, the yeah. play toys. So Penny was distracted over there playing. Then she kind of turned around and saw that the little girl wasn't kind of like attention. Panit- Penny went over there and just mm. and I was just <laughs> like, oh <laughs> my Stephon. god and I got her and I was like no you know and I like let her know that it's not okay. Well today the same thing was happening. The little boy was not letting her play and so now she's like this. with her little finger. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> her funny. favorite
1: thing to do. Yeah. Like
2: da her finger. <laughs> Cause I guess cuz we tell her <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No, you know. So now she does her little no 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 and so she's telling that little boy like i don't know what she's telling but basically it's like i'm gonna play here if i want to play
1: <laughs> like yesterday we went to sun and ski to get mickey a bike because she outgrew her bike and um penny's just wanting to run around that whole freaking store won't sit still she like trips on um there was a dip in the ground mm-hmm. for some reason and she went back to it and was like no 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 the dip in the ground yeah that's funny and then today this morning we all woke up to get Mi- Mickey ready for school Breakfast, lunch pack we're, we're getting ready to head out And Penny wakes up in her uh, crib Or in the bed? No, she's in the In the crib, I'm sorry In the crib And it was dark in there Lights were off And um, we heard her uh, son goes in there <laughs> And she's like <laughs> Almost like Who the hell left these lights off? Yeah It's <laughs> <laughs> funny We're it's talking hilarious. about kids
3: my, One of my best friends from uh, high school Just had her baby Right, just now Oh, oh wow come yeah. 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 Crazy, man All my friends are getting old Having kids <laughs> It's nuts yeah. What,
1: what do you consider old, brother?
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Me, uh, man. Uh, 30, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, when do you turn 30? October 18th. 10 yeah. days after Soul. That's young. No, I know. Yeah, that's young. I that's ju- just because we feel so young, but all of a sudden, like, you're breaking into your 30s, you're having kids, all that kind of stuff. It just seems like what you do when you Is get a Is Dawn little. 30 also? She's 35.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, now I look at everything from a cultural perspective. So, for instance, you consider... Th- Thirty old because uh what'd you Because people start having kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well guess what? In Mexico, it's
3: That's like, Oh, you should have been had kids right.
1: You should have been I'm married. Right. Oh, you, I remember
2: it was like, You're just not having a kid, even with my babysitter. I remember
3: She's it. El
2: tren y el avión, todo. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Well, I mean, my mom, when she was thirty seven, I was seventeen. So I was about to graduate high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, that's
1: like somebody younger than me. Yeah.
2: yeah. So basically, Graduate, you know,
3: and I think we all look at it maybe from like a career standpoint. Everyone's doing more in careers now For than sure. they were before. So then it's like, yeah, that's that's young 27, 26 to be having your kid or whatever. Still, that's considered young. I couldn't
2: imagine i have had my child any any younger than thirty seven. To be honest with you, I mean, I and at I totally agree with you.
3: I think that's I don't know that I, sure. I don't
2: know what it would have been like for me at 30. Um I don't know that I w- I was m- mature. Uh financially I was fine. I wasn't like financially unstable. Uh but
3: just as a developed human like are you ready yeah, to have that?
2: Yeah, at 30 I would have been a garbage mom, I feel. <laughs> just because I was still party mode at 30.
3: More Pac, less Barbie? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's funny. Yeah. I was still party mode at 30. I was like, just yeah, I'm not party mode at all. Me either. At I was, all. when we were hanging out with his cousins, I was, I was like, like, Oh, my belly just felt like it was like, cause I, you like know, we say rarely good drink. And right. Sure enough, she was
1: like, Oh, you finna bitch out like in Spanish. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, we had, we've had nothing but early flights. Tomorrow's another one. And we got to go through immigration customs and all that. And, 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 and not to mention that, the airport is in Monterrey. We're in Saltillo, How which far was is that? in
2: about an hour thirty. At about an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the morning,
1: it was a b- it was a mission because the ride was a couple minutes late, and they just start making us nervous. Like, fuck, man, we are trying to get home to these kids. Uh, what happens
2: is we're so used to I have everything organized. So, for example, I will order. Um, you know, you can order your Uber to be there at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So you'll request it. So the night before, whenever we're uh, wherever city we're in I already have the Uber ready so uh, the alarm is set I know the Uber, Uber's been ordered we're ready to go we usually 99% of the time never depend on anyone to take us to and from anywhere
1: speaking of shows and cities we have Portland and Raleigh North Carolina coming up mm-hmm. chingobling.com
2: don't get sold out Do you haven't been to DC in a minute booing you're about yeah. to go back so that's pretty cool Washington, I I, I think it's it's about time you oh know, yeah the so 19th be, of October the day after yeah.
1: the DC yeah. improv mm-hmm. where Schultz. Uh, filmed his uh crowd work show special are
2: you mm-hmm. sure it's the 19th
3: i'm pretty sure it's the nineteenth.
2: i thought it was close to my birthday i think I'll it's the it 9th. Right. or something like that because i even think i said we're spending d de- uh i think we're going oh to yeah
3: you're right uh it's the 9th 19th is uh Albuquerque, which yeah. tickets are See? online hey that's a good way to bring hey. in abq, ABQ. green chili on deck in tacoma right between that on the 17th mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying man breaking bad how crazy this shit's almost up yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Time flew. Hell of a tour. Um.
2: You know how you said a little bit ago, you were like, people are probably like, who gives a F about stand up? Like, go back to. It's funny, though. It, it's People probably are curious about, I feel, because oh, yeah. no one. If you just go to enjoy comedy, you enjoy the comedy. You enjoy the whatever they're talking about, the, you know their observation etc but you don't ever really uh, you like pay attention or care to know about the structure of how comedy is written mm-hmm. to get to where they are so to some people they probably have no idea that it takes writing time that you've got to make time for writing that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you meet up with your with your your know your, your, no, your com- uh, comedy Your comic circle, you know, and, you know, you guys talk about ideas. Y'all toss around ideas. So I think it's still pretty cool that, you know, you kind of put it out there for your fans. Yeah. Yeah. To know behind the scenes scenes of what goes on.
1: It's like if you enjoy magic shows and stuff, you try not to you know the magician doesn't want to give up all his tricks because then it's like fuck dude I'm not gonna that was a cool card trick when I didn't know how it came
3: about there's more no no more suspension of disbelief kind of thing yeah so I um,
2: I have that problem now because when I go to a show now I don't I don't enjoy stand up the way I used to for me it's now like uh I know where you're going. I like already can kind of predict where they're going to go with it because...
3: I kind of like it more for that now, just because I'm a comedy nerd and a music nerd. So just like when I'll go watch somebody play, I'll just look at what they're doing and like, oh, the wrist and this and that or whatever. And with comedy, it's like, oh, I see it building yeah, up yeah, and yeah. then boom, the big crescendo thing. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah
2: for sure. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I enjoy it that much because I'd like to just sit there and enjoy and be able to laugh versus... I'm sitting there being like Oh you know how he could have said this Or he could have done that. You know what would have been A good tag that for that That extra word in there th- There's yeah. some fat on that
1: joke
3: What's going to be cool Is when the podcast level Of listeners get to the point Of like your online following now Like the places aren't going to be Big enough to hold all these people Because everybody that loves The behind the scenes And listening to the podcast Is going to be just as equal to If not greater than The people that are coming out To shows now So you're going to have like Real die hard podcast listeners That are hearing you form this stuff And then watching you do it
2: Speaking of that I really would l- I I really feel we need to do Some kind of Poll, not toll, on uh, on the what did he said podcast um, mm-hmm. account, and I would really would like to like, or maybe you can help with this because you you do all the analytics mm-hmm. part is like, where should we do the one hundredth episode?
3: So I had an idea for that. Another one of these little high thoughts was, you know, we do. Boy, th- you don't be <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about that, son No, at least not with me uh, We do hanging with the Blings That's like its own show It's a What Did You Say podcast But it's hanging with the Blings mm-hmm. And then we do the interviews When cool people come through And whatever Sure And the 100th episode Could be one of those Like hanging with the Blings episodes Where instead of Worrying about setting up a stage And a guest And a conversation And all that all Theatrics It's just a uh, Almost like a dinner with the blings. It's a dinner and a show. It's a Q and A style podcast that we record. People come through. You get to ask questions, and it's basically like a panel almost, where it's just mm. you two, people asking questions, and you get to ping pong off each other. And then the next like question, it. Mm-hmm. and it makes it a lot more uh manageable. Yeah, I love that. It makes a ton of sense.
2: And then I guess we can decide where based on where most of our listeners are yeah. from, right?
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you're trying to go to some. Whole other city
2: Yeah I'd like to do that. I think uh, that'd be cool Is this we- a
1: driving situation Or flying
2: situation I guess it's gonna depend on Why don't we
0: do like
1: Fort Worth or something
3: I mean if, if it's like It's definitely gonna be uh, Florida uh, California and Texas Are like the biggest three mm. I would say Top three Florida mm mm-hmm.
2: California and Texas. You're talking
3: about podcast listeners? Just like fan, I would say like overall fan base.
1: Well, just from Florida. Yes. I mean, from. Then
2: why doesn't it translate to ticket sales all the time? I think it kind of does. We had to cancel. What did we cancel? One time. In Florida. Florida, Florida, We didn't go back to Orlando. That's not a cancel. Well, we didn't book it again because the ticket sales there.
1: We were unsatisfied with, like, is it worth it? Mm
3: -hmm. We got to do it this year, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm hmm. And that's yes. why I'm not yeah, doing it next but year. But
1: there's also, don't forget about Homestead, Naples. You know what I'm saying? There's we are
2: going to Naples next year. It, that's already booked.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've always, cons- like, when people ask me, like, hey, so what are your markets? I always make sure to, after Texas and California, to make sure I mention the Midwest, like Chicago, Yeah. for example, and Florida. Believe it or not, Florida. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, because think about it Florida don't get me wrong Phoenix like the Southwest like Colorado I mean even the Northwest is like pretty good but after Texas and Cali Florida has to be a contender because it's not necessarily gonna be Atlanta or Alabama or uh uh, DC um you know we haven't hit like Philly and there's a whole bunch of I mean you know yeah
3: but we finna go international (laughs) (laughs) full circle full circle we are Mm mm-hmm uh Kind of off subject, but we were talking about the Rainforest earlier and the disaster of all that. Uh, we just finished watching Chernobyl on HBO. Oh man,
1: I started it. I need to, I, So I good man.
3: So good. It's you only wha- five part miniseries. Really? Five part? Yeah. Five one hour episodes about the whole Chernobyl disaster.
1: From what I from what I've heard and what I recall, it, it was a situation I need to watch it and I mm-hmm. don't want to spoil stuff, but from what I recall it, it was a situation where like people were trying to Alert, like, hey man, this thing's gonna melt down it's we're gonna have a nuclear meltdown, if we don't do something, and I guess the people in charge were like, well, we don't want to look dumb like we don't know what we're doing, so we're exactly. just gonna keep plowing forward. You know when the challenger exploded the uh you might be too young for this shit the um I don't remember the ship that. the 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 spaceship mm-hmm. that was in a management book in college as an example of groupthink, so groupthink is where. Let's say we're planning a 100th episode podcast, right? And Rob suggests his, and I'm too embarrassed to raise my hand and be like, "But what about X, Y, Z? And mm-hmm. then y'all look at me like, "Bitch, we just said we're going to do it like this." Yeah. And when it ends up being a, a let's you know that's what happened to Challenger, like it was a tragi- a tragedy tragedy. Yes. It was a travesty and a tragedy <laughs> mixed. Uh, it was a disaster. Like people died, <coughs> and um, they said that in the during the flights. I mean, the scheduled flight for the Challenger, that some of the engineers were like, hey, man, we should probably push back this flight. They're like, no, 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 no. The American public, it's going to be televised. Oh, sure it's scheduled. No, 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 no. We're not going to look like we don't know what we're doing. And we got to push a, push back a launch. Figure it out. They're like, ah, Based on some of these calculations, man, I think we might run into some issues. Hey, and then you get groupthink, and it's like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to shut up. And then people just start to buy into this, like, well, hey, you know, such and such. That's say. exactly
3: what happened. Like, between the KGB and the Soviet, like, the entire government, they didn't want to be look like fools to America. Uh, you just have to watch it. I mean, yeah. we learned about it growing up, but when you actually, like, they have all the accounts and some raw footage from, like, the actual, like, you know, meltdown and all that kind of shit, and then the recovery process of all that. It's just crazy what could have happened if... It didn't get fixed.
0: Mm. Yo,
1: have, have you seen Vice? The movie Vice? No. <sighs>
2: yeah, you Bruh.
1: probably should. I On the plane, on one of these flights, I didn't even have headphones and shit. I just Ooh, that's watched annoying. the screen. Yeah, I just watched the screen. I was just trying to kill time. And I'm watching the screen. I'm remembering some of the stuff that went down with Dick Cheney, who was vice president under George W. Bush, who really was running shit behind the scenes. Uh, some of the stuff that popped out in the movie that stood out. Was like um, basically how they were like, hey, Osama bin Laden and them did this 9-11 thing, so we got to go invade Iraq. And they're like, whoa, 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 Osama and them, they over there in Afghanistan. Yeah, but we got to go to Iraq. And it's like, well, how are we going to justify that? And Tyler Perry's character, who's in it, along with Steve Carell and all these people, um, Christian Bale and all them, Tyler Perry's character, he has to go, like, present this argument. So this is what they did. There was this dude who I guess had spent time in Iraq or he was like kind of Iraqi and somehow, some way he had a short brief interaction with bin Laden in Afghanistan. And they were like, Oh, that's it. This guy who somehow, yeah, no, this is, this is going to connect the dots. So they were able to launch this huge war, take up all the oil. Halliburton, Dick Cheney was mm-hmm. a, a, a guy uh, that had stock and all that. Halliburton, their uh, no bid contracts. Their sh- their their stock went up like eight hundred percent. Um, so many uh, like six hundred thousand innocent civilian Iraqis died. Like a whole bunch of shit, all based on. Oh, and not to mention, millions of emails went missing. Mm-hmm. Millions of emails went missing. That probably would have proved like, hey man, we just gonna go in here and be like, hey Exxon, which which uh pipeline you want, Mobile, Chevron? We gonna go up in there. We gonna start this war we're gonna get this money and fuck it you know
3: <laughs> but uh brogan had uh, I recommend recommended uh, dan crenshaw on the uh-huh. con- you know have you listened to it yet just like uh five minutes ago. oh it's really good i'm not i mean i wasn't a big fan i didn't really know much about him other than he was a today. navy
1: seal and he had the eye patch yeah know. yeah
3: mm-hmm. he's from texas you know he's a congressman out of texas and he has some pretty good points for being a pretty conservative guy mm-hmm. i think
2: his commercial has something to do with the with the patch too on his eye Oh, yeah? His little commercial. I can't remember what it was, but...
3: Well, I mean, even right off the bat, it's like, well, you came to prevalence after, uh, what's his name, on uh, SNL? Pete, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah. Called Cracked him, a uh, joke.
1: What did he say he was? He said he looked like a hitman in a porno <laughs> movie. <Yeah.
3: laughs> it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Um, and speaking of left and right and conservative and liberal and all that, I'm like straight up the middle. Right? Because... A lot of motherfuckers on the left be extreme left, extreme liberal. And uh, Colin Quinn has a new special on uh, Netflix, and it's produced by CNN. Hmm. And he does it like in this town hall meeting type of vibe, like in the theater. But but there's people up on stage. Dude, he's making excellent points. He's breaking shit down. He says there's two political parties, 14 genders. Two political parties. <laughs> he's basically saying, like, it's an outdated system. Yeah. And he go, he's he's breaking it down, like, from the beginning. Breaking it down. He's like, in the 1940s, a whole movie plot was dude likes a girl. Dude's trying to get a kiss. That's the whole plot. He's like, you know what a first date was back in the day? You're walking on a little sidewalk. You're going for a walk. That's your first date. Second date, you're pushing on a swing for 20 minutes. <laughs> and he's going on and on. He's like, now... They're fucking sending dick pics and uh you know he's like this tinder thing he's like even if you showed it to caligula the, the orgy italian people he said like, caligula would be like oh wow no i like to have a good time but god damn what the fuck is it you just swiping everybody <laughs> that's funny and he's breaking down politics he's breaking down like america and and all kinds he said he said the liberals no first he said he said the conservatives they don't want to support Hollywood. They don't go to the movies because they think it's all, like, agenda. He's like, they treat America like, like it's a football game, high school football. They're like, yeah, we're the best. Woo, we're the greatest. He's like, the liberals say we're borderline. He's like, this country's borderline becoming, uh, like, Nazi. is And, and what he say? It's like a patriarchy and something, something, something. So they're all paranoid that, like, everything's fucked up. Yeah. And uh, he just makes some great points
2: funny i mean pretty much it is fucked up
1: but really you know who i blame a lot of times bro when it comes to all this like left versus right shit el donald trump no the media i know i mean um, the media because the media it's like they want to have people upset just like facebook they well, algor- they're only
2: going to take one portion of something and you know they blow it up it. you they know edited.
1: Of uh, uh, the new york times got in big big trouble i don't know if you heard about this they Got sued didn't they? they got a whistleblower right somebody who worked in that editing room Basically said look man this is what they're doing They said For the longest time when it was all about Russian collusion and the Mueller report It was all about framing Every single story To fit that one narrative Like if it has to do with You know this Russia thing Right Um, They said now that that went away The Mueller report thing and it just lost steam Nobody gives a fuck no more Um, He says now it's racism so yeah. now they're trying to frame every single thing like if something goes down, first and foremost, how do we prove it's racism? Instead of, hey man, maybe maybe in this case it just happened to be a white cop, it just happened to be a black dude. You know, it just like hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look at all the facts. They're like, no, 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 no. How can we frame it to be racism? Why? It keeps everybody divided, it keeps the ratings good. They know that when you're upset you're more likely you're more likely to get involved. When you're angry, um, uh, you're more engaged. Like, the algorithm knows, like, if there's a positive Facebook post, it's only going to go so far. Mm-hmm. When it's some, like, shit that gets people riled up, you know...
3: Yeah, it keeps you on the platform longer. Yeah,
1: and they, everybody makes more money. So, yeah. the media, y'all need to cool it with that bullshit. And And, and I guess to my people... Take everything with a grain of salt. Don't believe everything. Don't just jump to a conclusion. Because oh, do
2: your own research. Have your own opinion. Look into it. Yeah, look into it for sure. (laughs) Like what's the name? Look into it. (laughs) It's like
1: pull. You know, I'm not telling. I'm not telling everybody. Like, make time to pull up the entire transcript of the little thing that they misquoted. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying do all that, but don't fall for the okie doke. Consider that. Now, I will make a distinction, real quick. Right, because this, this, this shit's important and dangerous, and I, I have a responsibility. There you go. So, what I just finished saying is that, taking into consideration that some of these newspapers and things are businesses, and a lot of these news stations, it's about commercials and advertising, and just because they're like is uh is blah 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 racist blah 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 racism racism back after the commercial, they're just asking a question. They're not even like, showing any. Real tangible proof for any, they just throwing shit around right back after the commercial. Now, the distinction I want to make is when there is corruption, when there is somebody like people in power, when there, when somebody's borderline dictator, like bad shit like that, and when there is a good reporter asking important questions, that shit's important. So, I guess I'm drawing a difference between like some network that's just or a newspaper that's just talking shit for the sake of talking shit mm-hmm. versus Jorge Ramos, <laughs> who is like interviewing, let's say, motherfucking uh, Hugo Chavez. or uh, no, I mean, that's where I get my Maduro. news. I,
2: that's why I follow him on yeah. on social media. Dude, I read. I
1: news from. How was that book? <sighs> Fire.
2: I just Fire. wanted to give you a heads up that you've got about Oh, like, I got to leave. Yeah, okay, we're leaving. Gotta I got to leave in
1: Okay, I highly recommend the Jorge Ramos book um i read it in spanish that was part of my preparation what? of course and what? i have another
3: sp- read or listen to it read it
1: no 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 no. i have to immerse myself in spanish like read it i'm journaling and what what do i journal in now spanish spanish read what what do we, uh chernobyl we watching at home in spanish <laughs> so i already told my marisol hey like i know we're going to bed because uh, my baby got me the bedded uh I get a sleep study every night. I get an app on my. I have an app that tells me how much tossing and turning, how much snoring, the temperature in the room, the humidity in the room, so on and so forth. I'm gonna reach out to Chile. I keep, I keep Chile, yeah, I keep forgetting because for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. we're I'm all curious. about that sleep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Jorge Ramos book. Uh, I just, and I just ordered Sapiens in Spanish. Whoa. You just got it in. Already. I just got it in. I already started reading it in Spanish. So going back to Saltillo, Monterrey. Muchísimas gracias. Uh, but um, the story is going to be like, hey, man, I know what Selena did. I, I know what Jane Rivera did. I know what Intocale, I know what Kumbi King. When it comes to comedy, I want to be mentioned... Right next to, like, you know, when you in Mexico, I want people to be like, Okay, sí, uh, del stand yo conozco a, you know, Franco Escamilla, conozco a da, 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 Chingoblin, conozco... A, and, and they're like, wait, isn't he American, though? Like, sí, pero él hizo show aquí en el teatro y lo hace en español, está chido, güey, y nos entiende, y, like... <laughs> <"¿Cómo?"> <laughs>
2: Way way. Oh. If I heard that word one more time, <laughs> from females this weekend, it's, it's really females.
1: Trim. Wow. Way, way, way. Nombre,
0: Me puse en pende
1: Um. So I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, brother. So uh, anyway, Jorge Ramos' book is really, really, really good. He he breaks down all his. He interviewed. uh fidel castro george w bush barack obama spike lee all these things are in the book where like fidel castro's security like hit him mm-hmm. to get him out the way because he was asking important questions uh hugo chavez from fucking venezuela he got taken over by nicolas maduro and he was there bro he's been to war literally as a reporter with both bushes both bushes i don't remember he was the only
3: guy on tv when i'm mm, growing up me
2: too he that's was, all i know that's what i told him he, I was like, this is the guy who always brought the legit news. like.
3: And Real Talk looks exactly the same. Exactly. Well, now we're white hair. <laughs> now we're white here. Um,
2: him and uh, Maria Antonieta Collins yeah. were my... Uh, he
1: was at Univision before it was Univision. It yeah, had, a, it had yeah. a different name. Yep, It was called something else. So people like him, like real reporters that ask important questions and they're trying to get to the bottom of like, hey, why were these 43 students... Uh, allowed to be murdered by the fucking government or like why why are these mexican presidents running off with all the money and he'll like straight up ask him an interview hey so you you have a government job right you were a governor and now you're a president yes Uh uh-huh so you've been a a public servant for how many years uh uh, x amount of years how much do they pay for these positions oh uh a hundred thousand whatever pesos uh per month okay cool are you a millionaire um. Uh, uh. How is it possible that you're a multimillionaire? Do you have properties all over the world? And you and get this like discover, dude, un like discovering things like, like wait a minute, there was a government contract that was approved for this for this construction company to build this thing for the country. Like I forget what it was, like an autopista or some shit, right? And then all of a sudden, it never gets built. All of a sudden, y'all getting a house built. Hmm. How's that work? So they're doing favors. They're fucking over the Mexicans, bro. Like, the the, the so corrupt. Alto Pista, is that a racetrack? No, uh, that's a
3: freeway. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's well, yeah, rap. Well, to wrap it up on the writing part early to go back to it, I got the, the 300 more prompts. I saw that. You know? Mm-hmm. And then along with it, I got a uh, uh, daily gratitude journal. Yes. So I hadn't written in, like, four or five years. Like I
2: Oh, I need to go get... That's the one you bought from... Uh, Half-price. Price, yeah. yeah, I should go get one.
3: And, uh, dude... Just, you know, a lot of people don't like to write. Uh, I used to love writing, and then I got out of it or whatever. Once you just put the pen, and I took this from Joey Diaz before I saw that you had that book, and you told me, like, you should really get one of these. It just, it takes you, it transcends, like, what you experience when you put it on paper.
2: Well, that's why i used to like uh blogging yeah was because that was my way of writing you got to get back on that and one. then i stopped because my website went down really? So it was like not a way for me to but that was kind of like the way that i communicated to the ladies who followed me or like uh, my you baby know. ben
1: my baby ben had a following
2: <laughs> yeah for real but you know that's honestly how and especially because a lot of the ladies that i knew also didn't have social media Mm -hmm. this was also the way that i connected with them still about health and fitness and recipes and all of that that used to be on my old website
1: so joey joey ref joey diaz references uh the warrior way Mm -hmm. uh it's like a book that pertains to journaling or something I, i haven't read it tim ferris also mentions i think it's called the way of the warrior or warrior way
2: yeah i i think i showed it to you too right someone we
1: should probably look into getting that one in spanish and um long story short the way tim describes joey's gonna describe it a whole totally different fucking way yeah you fucking write this shit down you fucking write, it's a it's a beautiful day to be alive you put mm-hmm. the date it's a beautiful day to be alive and then i just put whatever the fuck um tim ferris describes it as especially somebody like me bro i don't know if it's neurotic i've i never been uh diagnosed last night i had a hard time shutting off my brain it was just like boom boom i did smoke a little bit um that might have something to do with it but my it was just like thought 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 and my mind's fucking running around but tim ferris describes journaling as that's the way to trap the monkey mind like basically like you free the inner chatter that you just have going on by just putting it on the page and whatever it is that's on your mind whatever you're worried about whatever concerns whatever like to do whatever dreams aspirations things you're grateful for anything you put it down on the page and it it should help alleviate some of that anxiety and the one oh, someone
2: told me about was the artist's way
3: the artist's, the artist's way, way.
2: Huh, yeah interesting which is also about journaling because someone asked me my notes well someone asked me on tip tuesday like what do you do as far as like keeping track of your thoughts and i'd say well i journal in on morning pages and so that's the app that i use to journal and so um she's like oh my god she goes well did you get that idea from the artist way and i said no i don't even know Hmm. what that is she's like well that book this book talks about nice okay Hmm. so Wonder, artist's
1: way interesting i wonder if that's like a version of the warrior's way i'll look into that but yeah. uh thank you guys so much for tuning in i gotta go pick up my sixth grader uh y'all be safe man what else
2: and portland yeah come we, out portland
1: we appreciate you guys you you guys tuning in and we love the feedback if you see us out in the bottom, be like. and if you listen be like hey man i dig the podcast what it do we have portland coming up raleigh north carolina Washington DC, San Antonio, Albuquerque, uh hit up chingobling.com Coma. and Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. And I just saw uh they have a comedy club, another one I never heard of in Seattle and we need to hit Seattle.
3: Mm. So <laughs> tickets along with merch at chingobling.com. Yes. Remember you get 10% off using uh promo code WDHS. What did he say? Got a new shirt adding this week too. Woo-hoo. I'm going to add that
2: one. Oh so nice. You know yes what I
3: mean? Uh, excellent. Can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Goodbye. Thank you guys.